Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Life Thrills podcast. If this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome. My name is Ose Greco Sinare, and I'm the host of the show. In this episode, we sit down with the super talented documentary filmmaker Frank Papushka. Not only has he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro this year three times, but he has transformed his life from starting out in the village to working with organizations such as the UN and World Aid to create his dream career. In this episode, he speaks about his struggles, his journey, and he also speaks about what anchors him to continue pushing forward towards his vision. This episode really inspired me, and I'm sure it will inspire you as well. So without further ado, let's welcome Frank Papushka. Frank, welcome to the Life Throughs podcast, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mr. OGS. I was like uh, Zanzibar because uh, I've seen you. You went to Zanzibar like this past uh, three days. Yes, I was there actually for a project. Yeah. Um, it really went well. Yeah. Uh, I understand that you have actually been to Zanzibar as well. You were just there for, was that for work or were you there actually just for leisure? Ah, okay. So I went to uh, a Baladino Hotel yes. like uh, three uh, uh, three weeks ago. So I went there after coming down from the mountains. So I was at Kili first before going to Zanzibar. So Zanzibar was after Kili. So yeah. it's kind of like relaxing. Just chilling, yeah, because uh, uh, before that I went through shit like <laughs> nine, nine days of shit on the mountain. So I was like, yo, I need to chill a bit on the beach, having nice, like a nice weather and, and all that. So that was like for a uh, recovery purpose. Yeah. Fantastic. So speaking about the mountain, I know you've climbed it a couple of times, but uh, for me, I've known that you've been doing filmmaking uh, for some time and, uh, you know, your work is is insane. It's really beautiful. Um, I wanted to, for the people who are listening for the first time, and this is the first time like they've heard uh, about Frank Papushka, how, when did you start your journey for filmmaking or what inspired you to start uh, the filmmaking journey? All right. So my journey, I started like since like uh, 2008. And that was like my turning point in my life because, as you know, I was not born in Da. So my lifetime, like I grew up in a rural area, like somewhere in uh, Kahama, Shinyanga region. So my childhood was like um, I was raised. I was I was raised in a farming family. Like we used to do like farming activities and maybe like a grazing animals. Since so after my dad bought a rap. A laptop from his office that was my turning point because I was exposed to like um, uh, technology so uh, I was curious like to learn more about uh, uh, technology so that was like uh, my turning point so my journey started like 2008 but professionally I think uh, 2014 after I came in there to join my uh, university uh, studies in atudism yeah when when you were back in Shinyanga, did you have like did you always think of uh, moving to Da before like the laptop situation? Did you think of like moving to Da as an as an aspirational thing, or um, it it was just uh, part of the the journey? All right. So as you know, man, like people from from uh, 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 people like uh, from village, their dream, like one of uh, their dream is to come to Dar es Salaam. Everybody who's coming from like uh, all other regions, like their main dream in life is to come to Dar es Salaam. So it, it was the same to me as well. Mm-hmm. I wanted to become, I wanted to come to Dar es Salaam because I knew that is like full, uh, like so many opportunities here. So that was my dream. And I knew like this, uh, once I land in, in Dar es Salaam, 
my dream will, will be complete. So I had a vision like whenever I get time to come to, to Dar es Salaam, I'm going to change my life and that's what happened. Yeah. So coming, that's, that's amazing. So coming from uh, Shinyanga, yeah. you are arriving, uh, like this is the day, you're in, I want to go back, this yeah. is the, the day you, are, you took a bus? Yeah, yeah. So I took a bus. You took a the, bus? Yeah. So you're arriving in Dar es Salaam for the yeah. first time. What is going through your mind? <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, yeah, like uh, I've been seeing Dar es Salaam like maybe from TV and all that. And I want to like to meet like famous people I've been seeing on TV, et cetera, et cetera. So my first arrival in there, I remember I went to stay at my sister, at my sister's place. She was staying at Kimara at that time. So, uh, and the reason why I came in there, it was because I came to join my university studies. So my first time landing myself in there, it was 2013. So I knew this city is full of opportunities, full of amazing things happening. So I knew this is my place, like I belong here. So I knew that from the start, like this city is mine, like I need to be here. Yeah. I, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I really love that. So even when you arrived, it, you know, some people, they arrive and they, they feel like the fear, you know, yeah, it's, it's a big city yeah. and so much is moving on. But you arrived in the city and you knew like you were going to leave a mark. I remember like uh, five days after Arriving to Da, I straight took a Dada to Kariako because I wanted to see Kariako because I like I knew about Kariako since I was there, so I wanted to see how Kariako looks like. So straight away, I took a bus. I told them, "Yo, I wanna go to Kariako. Take me to Kariako." So I, I was sitting there, not knowing how things are going there, man. And it was amazing. After landing at Kariako, I went through the town. Yeah, and there, then after spending like so many hours, I was like, yo, I'm done with the city, so let me go back home. So that was like my starting point. That's, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> do, you, do you still uh, remember like that, that feeling, that exact moment? Yeah, man, that feeling was good, man, because I don't remember like seeing a lot of people, because Kayako is full of people, man, and I was like, yo, what are these people doing? Because it's, it's a lot of people like moving, people are busy, man. That was quite new to me because uh, at my home place, it's very chill, relaxed. You only see cows, you only see opening space, land, people farming here and there. But Kayako mm. was full of people busy moving around. So that was very exciting to me. Then the other thing was like seeing many at all, uh, buildings all over. So that was confusing and exciting. At the same time. At the same time, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really interesting. <laughs> I want, so after you arrived, you got settled, you're staying at your sister's place. Yeah. At the time you had gone, you already started university? Yeah. So I was going like, um, I, 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 I was going to uni, then coming back home after like evening. Then after like some uh, like some few months, I moved like straight to uh, to uni campus. I was staying at uh, like at the main campus all five. Then uh, in holidays, I didn't want to go back home, so I was staying at um, my sister's place or staying at the hostel alone. So I used that time to sharpen my skills as a filmmaker because I had the passion since I was there. Cause like um, I had a friend like way back, like he was teaching me how to use like uh, these small cameras, like digital cameras. So when I was staying at campus, I used to 
to learn more like uh, about like uh, how filmmaking is i was meeting people and that was like my turning point and i remember like clearly my turning point was uh there was a day whereby at the university uh there was a guy called uh, zero experience so zero was uh, a artist at iudism so he he brought this guy from from outside to come to shoot his music video there at university so i met the guy the director he was called jazz wiz and we, we spoke about like how things are and he told me yo just come to my studio then i'll teach you he was staying at amabibo amabibo area so i went there so he was my friend since so uh my spare time or, or maybe even on a holiday i was going to mabibo uh, to meet jazz so he was teaching me how things go like editing softwares and stuff like that so that was my turning point uh, this time when you were doing that did you have your own gear no no by the time i started i had nothing bro i had only my smartphone and that was like techno no it's not even techno it's like a non brand mm-hmm. it's like a chinese phone mm-hmm. so i used that like to film like some skit at uni i used to do like some simple effects here and there so i didn't have nothing like at the moment it's only my phone and uh, my laptop i remember that a lot of people a lot of people when they're starting out uh, they they're most uh, they always thinking like something that's holding them back is gear um so at the time when you started because i know you started creating a series when you were in university how how, how did you create that series and how did you get uh, the gear then were you working somewhere else ah, were you nice. get, where were you getting the money all right so uh my third year at uh university i started doing this series called uh, life on campus mm-hmm. so life on campus was the idea of showing how people survive how people live at the campus at a university in general so i had just an idea i didn't have gears or anything but i had like some some fun because already i was like doing like work for different clients university artists here and there so i was making a little bit of money so i used that money to fund my project i, I used uh, the money like uh, uh, to pay like cast food cast uh, transportation to location so that was it so life on campus series we just decided to uh, to do it because we didn't have any story nothing prepared so it was me meeting like uh, asking uh, my friends to join as characters as actors or maybe actress so it was nothing like from nothing so yeah that was like an idea and i wanted to bring it to life to show people how people survive in university in general yeah that was the full idea of life on campus is life on campus still actually can somebody watch it right now is there yeah, okay. wh- where <laughs> <laughs> so before it was uh on youtube but after a while cuz uh we wanted like <clears throat> to take it on dstv then they told us like yo if you want us uh, to uh, to buy the content then you have to take it down from all the platforms so we have to take it down but i still have like some episode here on my pc and i still have this episode on my website uh, on youtube but they are like uh, private right now Wait, did so you say dstv you can, yeah yeah because uh, man it's like a long journey man so after doing that we did like a couple episodes like three or four then we pitched it to some people and they are, they are actually like interested to uh, to buy it but the quality the technique we are kind of low because we are we are all, we are all 
like still uh, learning so he, he didn't fit at the standard so they told us like yo maybe make another like version of this blah blah and we tried like another version nothing went well so that was like a struggle like to get it on tv yeah. yeah and and now a lot a lot is changing uh, you have a lot of like places you can distribute yeah. your content yeah. um so you went through that journey and you 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 definitely uh, brought in you know different team members to bring that idea to life so now uh, you know moving forward a little bit um to you know acquiring your own gear how did you uh, make that happen because i know now you know you have uh, you know great gear you also sometimes rent out you know high end cameras but how did you how how did you get your own gear my own gear oh man so uh, all right so it has been like a journey since starting filmmaking and to owning my own gears i remember i was uh, once employed then from there i was working under jason media for like a year then they closed the company then i went back to the street as a freelancer so I was doing like a couple of projects. I was doing weddings. I was doing music video at the same time. I was working with a, a corporate clients, like a few of them. So that was like my journey to make sure like I save enough money to buy my own gears. Because before that, I used to rent everything, and uh, which was not making sense because you spend all the budget to pay for gears, then you're not earning much. So that was a struggle. Then I remember I was working like uh, twice or maybe at, uh, three times in a week to this uh, NGO, maybe a company called uh, Speak Up Africa. So, yeah, that was the whole struggle to make sure I save enough to be able to acquire my own gear. And let me give you a funny story. I remember I saved enough money, like eight to nine million. Then at the time I was working under JSM, so JSM used to hire me to do like some some family portrait and pictures and video. So uh, the wife of JSM, she was traveling to Dubai. So I was like, hey, hey, madam, I have like nine million. Can you help me buy this camera in Dubai? Then uh, once you bring it in, in Tanzania, I can uh, I I'll be able uh, to uh, to cover the uh, the rest of the money so that. You can give me back at the camera. So she went there, she bought the camera because she was like my friend, like she was so close to me. So she went to Dubai. I only sent her like nine million. At the time, that was like seven, like six months savings. I was leaving hell to save that money. Yeah. So after sending her that money, she bought me the camera, which was equal to like six, uh, 16 million uh, at that time. So that was very expensive for me. That was 20. 17, like the end, yeah. So she bought me the camera and yeah, she just told me, yo, friend, just come. I take the gear, I know. You give me back my the money uh, which is left. So like, that was it. So I took the camera and I started my journey as a full-time filmmaker. And the sad news, I haven't given uh, the rest of the money oh, wow. to this time. <laughs> That is, <laughs> but she don't mind, man. She's rich, bro. Huh? <laughs> she has a lot of money. You, you still remember it? <laughs> I still remember it, man. So like six she, years from now, yeah. I run away, man, with the money, bro. But she might, she might hear this podcast <laughs> and then be like, "Hey, <laughs> Frank, pay, pay, pay me my money. The money, man." No, but I think sometimes, no, no. Yeah. sometimes yeah. when so, uh, people see that yeah. you know you have a passion, yeah. uh, they they support you in that yeah, way. Maybe, you know? yeah, like yeah, she was like an angel, like sent mm. from above to. Like to make my life like uh, the way it is like uh, right yeah. now. So, 
Then I was like doing like some video for her for free from there. So mm-hmm. just like to compensate uh, the rest of the money. Oh, like that's fantastic. She, she brought that's, me, yeah. That's, that's an amazing yeah. opportunity. And I think it's because of, you know, how you were in terms of like really giving uh, everything you can, yeah. you know, to as, 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 a, as a person who's providing a service, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that someone saw that they could invest in you and, yeah. you know, uh, help you out a little I'm bit in your journey. Men. Yeah. That's uh, really, I'm re- really amazing. I'm really grateful, man. Um, so you've been able, you, you, now you have your own gear. Yeah. Um, what, what afterwards, you know, because then people assume like once you already have your own gear, yeah. You know, life becomes life like done. roses and, yeah. you know, the oh, sky man. is blue. What has been one of the biggest struggles you've had to overcome as a, as a filmmaker until now? All right, man. So, yeah, so uh, as a filmmaker, as you know, like it's a wide industry, it's big, like filmmaking industry is very big. So first of all, like I tried to do many things at once. I used to do like uh, TV commercials, I used to do events, I used to be, I used to do like... Uh, like some some weddings, I think. So that was very tough because when you are doing like everything at the same time, you never be good at anything because you are multitasking. So it was a struggle for me to find what I really want to do in life. So that was a struggle because I, I didn't have like a potential clients coming to me straight because they didn't see anything from me, like any service that I can provide for them. So that was a struggle. So yeah, like the industry was tough for me because I was I, I was trying to do anything just to earn money. So that was a, a wrong move, and maybe I would not advise like young people, maybe people who are, are, are coming like at the filmmaking industry to do th- many things at once because that's not how you build your brand and a name as a content creator. So it's better if you specify in one thing, then master it and find your unique style so that people can see you and say like yo i want to work with this guy so that's a right move to do right now as a filmmaker yeah so basically you'd recommend for somebody you know doing this uh in their journey they should uh, specialize yeah so that's my best best advice i wish someone like i could told me like maybe uh, like uh, three four years back because like trying to do everything at once won't do you good yes of course like you get like some money here and there but you won't have like a lifetime a career because this industry it's very big industry. Like, uh, like think of it as like uh, when someone is like a doctor or engineer, they specify in one thing maybe dental, maybe eyes, maybe anything. So you must like specify to be best at it. So that's my best best advice I could give someone like who's studying the uh, the industry in the industry in general. That's really good advice. I'm very curious. Um, you've been navigating this uh, by yourself, uh, but I'm curious, uh, is it just like, where do you find information or do you, would you read something for guidance? Do you get that from filmmakers online or do you, do you have a mentor who advises you? All right. So in general here, I, I don't have any mentor who is guiding me, but I, I always like find time to uh, research and go through how other people do, like people like, because our friends in Nigeria, our friends in, in maybe other countries. So I always like learn from them. So I see how they operate. I see how they handle like their business and all. So that is my inspiration. And I I see and, and maybe I have like uh, a desire like to learn more. So when, when like I have like, like a free time, I always like I go around like a people's page, I always go to Vimeo trying to see how other filmmakers do. So from there, 
I get to find people who inspire me because I have a vision that I want to reach. So uh, seeing people doing what I want to reach, so it's it, it's inspire me to like how to focus in my journey as well. So that's my only way of getting information. So through scrolling around online and, and, and trying to find people who who inspire me and go uh, the way that. I want to reach as well. So that's so speaking about um, yeah. vision. Yeah, um, I'm assuming vision is also kind of uh, yeah. it's equal to kind of like purpose. Yeah, yeah. Um, purpose. What would you say is your purpose as a, as a filmmaker? All right. So if you ask me that question like three maybe four years ago, I told you like a different thing. But now, what would you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, way back, I used to wish to do other other things like becoming like the best music video director becoming the best like feature film director so that was my, my vision like uh for maybe uh, three years uh, back but now my vision is to be uh to become like the best uh documentary filmmaker in the world maybe africa but at now but in the future to become the best uh documentary filmmaker in the world so that's my vision and that's where i focus all my energy everything i do it's uh, trying to reach there so that's my yeah, my vision. What would you define as success to you? Uh, success to me right now, if you ask me the question, success is be where you want to be because everyone, I believe, has like their own vision and mission in life. But for me right now, being what I want to be is my success because at the industries uh, are, like, are still growing in Tanzania, but I have a dream to achieve. Like I want to be able like to see my work in maybe Netflix and big a bigger platform in the world. So that's my success in life. So wh- one day when I see like my story that I, I, I shot, the story that I uh, directed is being viewed by people all over the world, and they they actually like transform their way of life, educate them, maybe entertain them. That that would be like my success in life because that's what I believe I was want to do that and i think like having money is one like getting money is one but being able like to impact the world through your work that's the best success someone can uh could reach in the world yeah uh, that is really commendable and i 100 percent believe that you're actually going to do it bro yeah yeah i yeah. definitely believe that yeah, you're going to do it one day bro for sure, <laughs> for sure and bro. you you speaking about that because i've seen some of your personal projects uh when it comes to filmmaking from for example the maasai project which was stunning and uh you know like when you spoke about i asked you how do you create that or the filmmakers from from france asked you and um, generally you would have like a team of people and you did that by yourself yeah. and i'll definitely put a link under this uh, podcast so people can check it out because it's amazing and this is what we need to showcase in, in tanzania to highlight the creative industry so you've already started doing your personal projects and i know you know now i'm going to go back to how we started this conversation You've climbed Kilimanjaro, uh, and and I've actually climbed Kilimanjaro in 2014, which was really tough. You yeah. climbed it three times, <laughs> and you were filming while Within you're climbing, year, right? Yeah. Within a year, yeah. you climbed three times, yeah. right? So uh, the the first two times you were filming for other people, yeah. the final time you were filming for yourself. You were filming a story. Yeah. Tell me about this. All right, man. So <clears throat> yeah, so uh, the first time I went to Kili, that was uh, in January of this year. And I went there to do a project for this uh, company from uh, from UK, like to uh, 
document how they bring people, transform like their life to the mountain, blah, blah, blah. So that was my first encounter with the mountain. And I, I before that, I didn't know how much does it take to reach at the top. So I, I only knew like maybe you have to be tough, you have to do this, you have to exercise, blah, blah, blah. But reaching there, I saw it's not only you, like there is people who actually make that thing happen because, yeah, like climbing Akili, it's a long journey. You need to have like a, a mental support, physical uh, physical support, you need to have food, people take uh, takes care of you. So I didn't know that before I did uh, my first time. So after going there, I saw people like at the porters and maybe at the guides, how much uh, they have to do to make people reach the top. So, and it was very shocking to see how they are treated, how how much they're being paid and compared to the amount of work they need to do to uh, to get people at the top. So that was like, yo, this story need to be told. Just like the way I didn't know about them, there is millions of people who doesn't know how their condition is. So I was like, yo, Next time I must come and tell this story. I need, I need people to see how actually it goes on the mountain, how people survive, how people live. So that maybe, yeah, like to shine a light uh, to the porters, maybe like they, they can get like maybe like uh, respect and maybe recognition then they deserve, yeah, like from what they're doing. So that was my vision. So the second time again, I, I went for the client. But I started doing like some cutaways because I knew I'm gonna one day need to tell this story. So I went there again for the third time just to document that because I wanted like to tell that story in detail. I wanted to focus on the other side of the story, not not tourists, but also the people who walk behind the scene to get people to the top. So I focused more with how like how do they sleep what do they eat what speed do they walk like how many like how many cages uh, they have to carry on their back so i focus on that detail so i uh, i was doing that like from the day one to the uh, last day to the top so i was only filming them like so that i, I can get much of like a detailed shots of uh, uh, the activities in general yeah. I'm really curious yeah. to see that because yeah. uh, <laughs> even in climbing, that there's no way I would have been able to make it to the top without the porter. There's no way. No way, man. Yeah, and, like um, definitely no way, man. You know, I'm I'm climbing. You, you know, I took a budget experience and I was wearing like secondhand clothes uh, to climb up there. But um, the the porters literally, you see them climbing with even like nothing, uh, their shoes are broken. They don't have nothing, man. Man, I'm telling you, bro. Like they don't have gears. They don't have proper food they don't have medicine they don't have any support so whatever happens to them it's their like their own things to take care of so that that's very tough like for them and because i've been seeing them like they're eating same food for maybe nine days like same same type of food they don't have extra water they don't have snacks or, or anything on the way so that's very tough man and imagine like they carry heavy heavy stuff like on their back like 20 kgs then they have to leave uh, before the tourists. They have to arrive to the next camp before the tourists as well. So they have to walk really fast with high speed, making sure everything is on time, like like a machine. So that's very 
that's very powerful and it's very tough i think yeah i cannot wait to see that people will be very curious about that definitely i'll post like your your in, instagram yeah. and like your nyabani content yeah. for updates yeah, yeah, yeah. so people can yeah. can follow um that that journey and i'm i'm really looking forward to um seeing that and after seeing the masai you know that masai video i know it's going to be really really crazy um that's really commendable in in terms of what you're doing and um i definitely want to know as a filmmaker um or just as a creative do you do you doubt yourself sometimes in your creative process sometimes yes that to be honest brother yes as a human being yes as well so sometimes i doubt myself like yo is this is this it or am i doing like at the wrong industry because Okay so uh funny thing about be, uh, being a documentary like filmmaker you don't have a lot of fun like following you like people who are, are interested like to see your journey because you are just telling like maybe stories for specific uh, type of people so not everyone is interested like to see what you are doing so sometimes you feel like yo maybe am I in in a wrong industry maybe I should do like some some entertaining content so that maybe I can have like people like watching my content stuff like that but like I told you like uh like before it's a good feeling knowing that my story has touched people's life maybe actually changing people's life so that gives me hope like maybe I'm doing uh, the right thing so yeah but sometimes I do doubt myself a lot the the way you kind of anchor yourself or you come back to your purpose is to know you know that ultimately what you're doing is changing people's lives for the better you know and that goes back to your vision to be one of the best uh, documentary filmmakers that's amazing who who's the most important person in your life ah right now my brother if you ask me that question i think right now it's my my daughter cuz uh, right now like as you know i have a five a five years uh, or uh, daughter so she's uh, the reason as well that uh, keeps me going because i want her like one day to be proud of her dad like yo my dad used to tell this my dad used to do this here and that so she really encouraged me every day to uh, to wake up in the morning chasing my dreams to make sure our future is uh, secured and also to make myself uh, like the best that i can so that one day she can be able like to to stand among people and say my dad was doing this my dad impacted this my dad did, did this and that so that's my really uh, that's my vision like in life to make her proud one day and i think i think you're definitely going to do that you're already doing that <laughs> yeah for sure yeah uh, for sure you're already you're already doing that man yeah. if she ever decides to become a filmmaker because i know like in our industry yeah. it's predominantly a male industry yeah. unfortunately uh, yeah. would really I'd love to see a lot of other female creators yeah. but I understand the challenges yeah. um from a female's perspective I have sisters so it's a little bit you know challenging like, yeah, um so if she came to you and decided she wanted to be a creative uh, what would you say <laughs> All right man so right now because I'm exposed to uh, to this industry and life in general I think people should do what they love in life anything can be meaningful if you invest your heart and mind in it so uh, before that i used to think maybe to become like a successful in life you need to, to be like an engineer or doctor or, 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 or 
or work in any formal sector, blah, blah, blah. But I think if people follow what uh, like they really want to do in life, they can like succeed in it. So my mind now is, is very open and I'm really wanna, I really want to like uh, raise her in an environment like whereby she needs to do what she loves because that's why that's that's how the world is going so i'll support her maybe if she want to become like a filmmaker as me maybe a photographer maybe like a makeup artist maybe anything like she want to do in life i'll full support her because i know that's where she'll find happiness that's where she'll find success in life just like the way i did because i did law but i ended up uh, becoming a filmmaker so i think i i i chose the right path in life because i'm very happy in where I am right now, so that's what I I want like uh, the future to uh, to be for her as well. Yeah. Do you practice uh, gratitude on a daily basis? Gratitude, uh, being like grateful, or what are you <laughs> grateful right. for? Yeah. So to be honest, a bit, but I'm really yeah, because sometimes I never like sit down and say like, yo, I, I need to do this, but in my heart, like Loki, I do appreciate everything that comes in my life because I think sometimes I even think like I may be even lucky because things are falling in, in places. Of course, I work hard for them, but things turn uh, my way uh, really good. So I'm really grateful for every minute, every time I get opportunities my way, I get chances to do what I want to do. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, That is amazing, man. It's such a, an amazing journey, you know, yeah. from you know starting out in, yeah. in the village. Yeah, in the village you, life, man. Because, man, I'm imagined? telling you, like, I have, like, six years in Durban, I mean, like, six, eight, seven years. Because uh, the first time I came here, well, it was 2014. 2014, that's really recent, 2014, man. 2014, man, so it's, like, seven years, man, in but the could city. You, did you imagine, <laughs> I guess, obviously, because you knew that you were going to make something out of you know, uh, any any situation that you, you were give in, you yeah. just needed the opportunity. Opportunities. Did you believe, like, the lack of opportunities uh, for and an African creator exactly, is what's holding man. us back? So I think a lot of African countries, we, we struggle because of the access, the, the access challenge, man. Because, I, like, I sometimes, like, sit down and think, what if I didn't have access to my daddy's, uh, my dad? A computer that my life would have been totally different from now so i believe like people are talented people have skills but they like access because if like uh, let's say if you're presented with a lot of like options in life maybe sport maybe this maybe music blah 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 you will definitely find what you are meant to do in life but because in village life you only are presented with few options maybe farm maybe cows to graze and that's it. And they even told you, like, if you don't, if, if you don't, like, do, like, very hard, hard work in farm, then your life going to be, like, poor. So people, like, don't have, like, a lot of, like, options in life. But if they have options, man, I totally agree that things could have been better in African countries. People could have, like, people could find, like, what they, they really want to do in life if they have options. But people don't have options in life, especially people who live in rural area, like the way I was. So sometimes, like I told you before, it's, it's, it's just like lucky because if I didn't have the access to my, at the, at my dad's computer, my life could have been totally different from now. So I think it's, it's, it's both because I think sometimes it's, it's luck, yeah. but also 
it's the Access. it's a drive i feel it's the, it's the, the drive, drive that you well. had because yeah. you yeah. could have had the laptop yeah and still not have they didn't go, not use it pursue to, it because yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like there was something in you yeah. uh, that really you know pushed you to say that okay like i want to you know figure this out Th- this is an opportunity yeah um so i think even uh, when it comes to you know sometimes people have the opportunity yeah. and then sometimes they don't they don't use it in the in the right way or they I just agree. don't have the drive because like you i've seen you work bro yeah I agree. You work, bro. You you hustle. You know that. Man, I do. That's why even when I saw the the post in Zanzibar, and Mm -hmm. then you're kind of relaxing. Yeah. I was like, man, bless, bless, uh, bless you because. Yeah, that was needed. That was needed, man. (laughs) You go ham. Yeah, that was needed, man. (laughs) You know, you even speaking now, I know that you're like having this opportunity to sit down with you is uh, an honor for the people, for me, for the people listening, because I know that you know that even when as we're recording these things in motion, that you have. do a production tomorrow and <laughs> yeah, after that big, traveling big, so big production, man. um thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to sit yeah. down with you and no, to share no, your man. story thank you for the um it's been it's been <laughs> it's been really an, an honor um mm-hmm. i want to just end it off with asking you um and what would you i guess um advice for because i don't really want to say advice yeah but for somebody who is aspiring to be a filmmaker yeah if he was you speaking to yourself, yeah. uh, let's say ten years ago, mm-hmm. um, what would you you know tell yourself in terms of what would you advise yourself yeah. um, to uh, to have in terms of character? Let's say three characteristics yeah. that would um, bring you closer to your vision. What characteristics? Three of them. All right. So f- first of all, is like uh, the vision, because if you don't have any vision, that means you don't know where you are. Gonna go you're going in life. So you need to have a vision like where you want to be in next years to come. So that's the main, main thing. The first thing. So the second thing in life, like uh, to the journey to become a filmmaker is uh, discipline. I think discipline is really key. Discipline is, is really needed to uh, like to make you succeed in uh, what you do in general. So you have to know like yeah, yes i need to do this but you need to have like a self a sense of self awareness like i need to do this like you don't need anyone to push you because it's your life it's your journey so you need to push yourself you need to have that push that drive that that keeps you waking up early in the morning it keeps you like late night doing things making things happen so the drive is really necessary for the journey then the third thing i think is, is like uh like uh, learning every day and maybe finding a style that suits you, what, like, the passion in you, like, you need to find what you love to do, like, like you, you feel like even if you, 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 won't, uh, you wouldn't need any money in the world, you could still do the same thing. So you need to find what you are meant to do in life because I, I believe everyone is meant to do something, uh, something in life. So after finding that thing, then focus on it, being like a very committed to it, then eventually I believe you'll find success success in it. So that's my my my, my three advice that I could advise any anyone who is 
like I'm trying to achieve anything in life in terms of like a career or something. Yo, yeah. yo, thank you, brother. Yeah. That was that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much yeah. for you know sharing with us. Uh, yeah. That uh, was uh, I think you dropped in a couple of gems over there. Yeah. That uh, for myself, I'm also you yeah. know learning. Yeah. Uh, so definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate what you're doing and the impact that you're creating for you know the the stories that you're telling yeah you're changing people's lives you know you're improving their lives yeah and um at the same time you know you're you're going to be attaining that vision yeah. because of these three principles that you shared yeah so thank you so much Frank. thank you mr Ojes, for the chance like uh for your time as well i know like you're busy as well with other stuff but yeah thank you for the opportunity like yeah Asante. for me to share like my story yeah Asante sana. appreciate man hey, yo let's get it yeah that was good brother thank you so much